Welcome to the Pharmacy Quality Solutions Quality Corner Show, where we talk quality of healthcare and explore what that actually means. Let's dig into performance measurements, the equipped platform, pharmacy goals, and personal goals. We will also occasionally cover topical healthcare news and maybe throw into the conversation a few of our own nerdy passions and hobbies. So turn us up. The Quality Corner Show starts now. Hello, Quality Corner Show listeners. This is your host, Nick Dorich, and we welcome you to the next episode of the Quality Corner Show. Over the summer, we've had a few podcasts with the Pharmacy Quality Alliance members as guests. For those keeping track, we had episode 35 and 39, which featured PQA. We've talked about building upon the quality improvement framework for pharmacy services, and we talked about the PQA medication use quality continuing education program. We've even talked to PQA a little bit about measures hosted that you see in your equipped dashboard. But for today's episode, which is all about the development of quality measures, we couldn't do this podcast without having another member of PQA back on board. Quality measures are not pulled out of a hat. They're not pulled out of the thin air. There's an intense and sophisticated process that goes into the development of quality measures. After all, for measures to be successfully used in the marketplace, they need to be reliable, valid, and scientifically sound. So to help us facilitate this conversation, let me introduce our guest. I'd like to welcome Lisa Hines, Vice President of Performance Measurement at PQA. Lisa, welcome to the show. Hello, Nick. Lisa, for today's show, we're going to be excited to dig into quality measures, but before we do, we always like to know who our guest is and what's their mindset, what do they bring into the table. So if you don't mind, can you give us a little bit about your background uh, with PQA and in pharmacy? Nick, thank you. It is such a pleasure to talk with you today. And in terms of my background, I'm a pharmacist by training. I've been with PQA for five or, or so years, but many years before that as a volunteer. My background is in academia as well, with research focused on medication safety. I spent several years in managed care pharmacy, and I started out as an embedded pharmacist in family medicine clinics, which I really enjoyed. And and yes, I am currently vice president of performance measurement at PQA, which I also really enjoy. Great. So with uh, aspects of pharmacy already, I've gleaned that you've had a variety of experiences, uh, both from a practice standpoint, but also from a research standpoint that becomes very important uh, as it relates to use of quality measures. And that's what we're going to really get into for today. So Lisa, we're going to go ahead and jump into our questions for today. I'm really excited for our, uh, for our audience to hear from your perspective on uh, development of quality measures. So let's start off with the first question related to quality measures and the measurement hitting the, the big three W's, that being who, what, and why. So Lisa, what are quality measures? Who are they made for? And why do we have them? Yeah, so let's start with the what. Quality measures help us to quantify the healthcare structures, processes, outcomes, or patient perceptions that are associated with high quality care. Good measures are tied to broader goals of healthcare, and that includes whether care is safe, effective, efficient, patient-centered, equitable, and timely. For the who, measures ultimately inform consumers or patients, and the why is really for them to be able to assess quality for themselves 
and then use that information to make choices that reflect their needs, values, and preferences. Healthcare providers are another user of measures. The why is to monitor how they're doing over time from baseline. They can compare how they're doing against external benchmarks representing best practice. And they use the quality measure results to identify gaps in care or poor outcomes. Importantly, to make adjustments to the care provided if needed, and hopefully to share their success. Increasingly, we know quality measures are influencing payment. They're used by private and public payers to incentivize high quality care, and that's through preconditions for payment and targets for bonuses. Thanks, Lisa. We're off to a great start here for the conversation already. Uh, With the measure, it becomes very important. You talked about how measures are both for consumers or the patients. You talked about how they are for the payers in healthcare, and then you talked about how there's also an impact for the providers. So it seems like everybody's got a role or an opportunity to look at quality measures. The meaning may be a little bit different, but a lot of this sounds to me about the importance of data, importance of transparency with healthcare, right? Uh, For me, while I'm a pharmacist by background, I'm also a patient or a consumer. So to be able, in order to make an informed decision about my care as a patient, it's important to understand, have some semblance of a report card uh, that's there for the providers that I would be going to. Is that how we're trying to get patients to think about quality measures or to have some semblance of an understanding? Absolutely. I, I, I totally agree with you. And the more that we can make patient-centered measures, the more we can make sure that that can guide patients in selecting the best care that's most meaningful to them. Absolutely. I I think when we look at measures or having different star ratings for different items, people are familiar with the star ratings, perhaps for a movie review. Those can be very easy, but for quality measures, we want them to be a little bit more intricate because as you mentioned, there are several factors that can go into quality performance. But let's, uh, let's continue on. And now that we've established a bit about quality measures, let's talk about it at a high level or in the broadest sense, the development of quality measures. So how are these concepts created and who leads the call for these measures? Are they requested from outside organizations or do you specifically look and see where there is a need for quality improvement measurement and say that this area needs structure and this guidance. Do you mind explaining to us and our audience how that process works? Yeah, great question. And um, uh, the answer is yes, but um, I'll, I'll go through what that looks like. PQA staff conduct environmental scans to see where there's clinical and quality measurement gaps. And then from that environmental scan, we propose measure concepts that are aligned with national quality priorities as well as PQA's mission. Our members and other stakeholders, they do also recommend measure concepts. And then through PQA's measure concept advisory groups and open comment periods, our measures, our members help prioritize concepts. And the concepts are prioritized based on the supporting evidence. They need to be evidence-based. The potential to positively impact patient care We look for the existence of similar measures. We don't want to have competing measures. The availability of data sources is really important. And the likelihood of adoption and use in the marketplace. This process is central to our consensus-based multi-stakeholder process and ensures that we focus on our resources on developing measures that are high impact. Lisa, that's a lot of great information you've already highlighted. When we talk about measure concepts and ideas, 
you started off talking about evidence and importance or impact, but it also got into the data that would be available or other studies. So this may be something that goes further into the process, but I'd like to explore the concept here. What does that mean for pharmacy or what does that mean for pharmacists? Uh, to me, that's a call to say, hey, we need pharmacists. We need pharmacy to be doing and providing more research on medication use or how they're impacted, having an impact for patient care, because that can help inform better measure concepts, more advanced measure concepts. Is that somewhat of the right idea or am I off base on that? No, you're right. There, There's more to it than that. Absolutely. We need to move towards documenting uh, and, sh- and sharing results from pharmacists provided services. And that gets to, into kind of the information technology and the infrastructure. Pharmacy systems are increasingly more clinical, but we need to be able to exchange information with health plans and providers and get plugged in electronically to be able to tell this story. So it's it's the services, you know, beyond dispensing, of course. And then there's that infrastructure to be able to share the information. Um, and, and that's essential for, for measurement. So Lisa, I'll ask another, and usually we don't get into uh, second or third questions when okay. we have these, uh, <laughs> these responses, but this topic I really love because thinking ahead, future of pharmacy, pharmacy being more involved, pharmacists being more involved with management for a patient, sharing medical records, et cetera. As we get to that future point, it actually sounds like pharmacy, the further we go down that road, the more and more we'll have to work with and show our value with quality measures, maybe not just in pharmacy, but actually also related to other healthcare providers and practitioners. I'll ask again, that's an assumption made on my part, but what are your thoughts on on that approach? Oh, you hit the nail on the head. Absolutely. I, I actually, I don't have much more to add to that. I just think that in terms of our measure development, we're at PQA, we're thinking, okay, what can we do today? But we got to think about what are the measures for tomorrow. So we need feasible measures for today. And then we're, work, we're thinking about the aspirational measures when pharmacists are able to tell that story a little bit more. Great. And Lisa, I can say I've had conversations myself with other pharmacists, pharmacy groups, even staff members at PQA about the importance of that. It's good to have, a, I think, maybe a tiered approach is that is the correct way to say it where we need measures that show the impact of pharmacists today, but we also need to be building that bridge for appropriate measures, appropriate data sets that talk about the future of the pharmacy profession. Uh, That's how we manage success for here and now in Mm -hmm. 2020, but we also need to be building that bridge of success for 2030 or whatever that future year would be. So it is is a whole comprehensive approach that has to be undertaken. Uh, Lisa, we'll move. And again, I appreciate you responding since I did have a couple of tangential questions that are there. And again, we typically don't go through that, but this really opened up a whole can of worms that I thought would be really great for our audience to understand. We're going to get to our third question. And I have seen that PQA has had some recent updates to the measure development process. Uh, Any kind of measure process update is natural with quality improvement. So we don't fear change. We want to, we want to take in new input. We want to get feedback. So that's going to be always an element that's considered. For PQA and for measure uh, development, what's new with the process? How has the process evolved? How has it been streamlined? And from a practical standpoint for 2020 and go forward, what does this mean for pharmacy? Yeah. So, yeah, as you said, we do, um, in the spirit of continuous quality improvement, periodically refine PQA's measure development process to increase flexibility 
productivity and relevance. We're now on version 4.0. And I'll, I'll start related to the process with what's not changing. Uh, we're, we continue to use a systematic, transparent, consensus-based process to develop and maintain medication use quality measures. And the end product is an evidence-based, scientifically acceptable, feasible, and usable measure that's linked to national quality goals. So what's new for 2020 and moving forward? We have five key changes. Our process now aligns more closely with the blueprint for the CMS measures management system. This is a gold standard process and it lends itself to a more flexible and iterative process. Second, we have an enhanced patient engagement. Patient partners now serve on all of our development groups and panels so that our work is informed by individuals with, with related lived experience. Third, we've moved from a single member comment period for a given measure to more frequent and open comment periods to increase transparency and incorporate broader stakeholder input throughout the process. And then fourth is earlier testing. In addition to our comprehensive testing that we do to assess a measure's validity and reliability, we're now conducting earlier testing to inform feasibility and for a data-driven approach. And then fifth, we've also shifted from broad measure development teams to focused technical expert panels that are specific to the individual measures, clinical focus or data needs. For example, if it's a a measure to evaluate pharmacy, uh, we definitely have majority of pharmacy stakeholders at the table. Thank you, Lisa. A lot of information there, and you highlighted five key elements. I'll boil it down how I look and see this. It's better clinical evidence, more timely evaluation with the data. The part that I'm perhaps most excited about, alignment with the patient experience. That's ultimately what healthcare and improvement in healthcare is for, right? It's for the improvement with the patient experience, improvement with patient outcomes. So making that more front and center, excuse me, I love to hear that component of it. I'll also add, you mentioned the comment period, an open comment period. So if I understand that correctly, Uh, that comment period, is that now open to non-PQA members where previously that was closed commenting? Can you add any additional detail there? Absolutely. So we um, previously would have member comments and we've opened it up to the public and we also target specific stakeholder groups, for example, specialty societies that might be impacted by a measure um, and and really do make sure to get you know patient patient advocate groups, and and continue to get that that patient um, input as well in the comment period. But yes, so now you're right. Uh, commenting is open to the public as well as to the membership. Great, I think that's an important item for everyone to note, and really what that means: quality measurement everybody's got a seat at the table, at least in some regard there, right, Lisa? So everybody can come and at least provide some kind of comment that's there. Uh, As you reference with these measures, it's based on data. It's based on available data sets. So it's good to have an opinion. It's better to have data to back it up uh, when it comes to the measure development process. Uh, Lisa, we're going to go ahead and we're going to move to closing out the episode. And I really appreciate you, my many thanks, for you joining the Quality Corner Show today. 
as I said at the beginning, it's not the first time that we've had someone from PQA uh, join the podcast, and each and every uh, member of the team has been a pleasure to have on the show. You did an excellent job in providing some clarity to the measure development process and the changes that have been taking place. That's really good for our listeners to hear and so that they can identify where they can have involvement with the measure development process. I also would note that it's great to hear PQA's process, as you had said, is more closely aligning with the, with the blueprint for the CMS measure management system. And I'm sure there's many others that are applauding uh, that decision as well. But before we close out for today's show, I always like to get a final message from our guest. So Lisa, as we do wind things down, do you have a closing message for our listeners? Uh, most of our audience, as you know, are pharmacists or those that are involved with the quality improvement process. Uh, maybe can you help share some information about how they can reach out to PQA? Uh, if they do want to get involved with more than just comments, if maybe they want to be on a technical expert panel or some other uh, opportunity that's there with the organization, how do they reach out? How do they get involved with PQA? Thanks, Nick. That's a good question. Uh, appreciate it. Um, so uh, let me just start off with a closing message and then talk about uh, opportunities through PQA. Uh, so our healthcare system continues to evolve towards more patient-centered and value-based care. As pharmacist-provided services become more broadly available and effectively used, we can develop new measures and use new measures that further demonstrate pharmacist contributions toward high-quality and patient-centered care. There are opportunities in open comment periods, but also through PQA membership for pharmacists to get involved in the measure development process and also to learn about quality measures and how they can be applied to their practice. Um, you can learn more about PQA at pqaalliance.org. And there's many links there to learn about membership. And we are very responsive. Um, we're small but mighty staff, and uh, we will we will get back to um, folks that reach out to us and really appreciate the opportunity to, to talk with you today. Thank you, Lisa. Uh, again, I would refer pqaalliance.org. Uh, folks, you can go check that out. There's a lot of different opportunities. And as Lisa had mentioned there, current measures and current ideas that are being prioritized for measure development, even if there's not something on there that's an area of expertise for yourself, or that you think should be prioritized. This process does happen routinely, and PQA is always evaluating additional measures that could be considered. So even if you don't see something that you would like on there, contact them. Let them know what's your idea, what's the data to back it up, and are there available data sets that are there. That really becomes very important, and ultimately, again, that patient experience, that really becomes the key item. So we've covered a lot of information today regarding measure development, and how those process measures go from a concept to a reality. So we're going to go out and close for today's show, but we appreciate you all being here for another episode of the Quality Corner Show. And our final message for you, our listening audience. Our team here at PQS has a couple of favors to ask of you, our podcast listener. First, we encourage you to share this podcast with two friends, because if you share this with two friends and each of them shares it with two friends, it really helps us hit a larger listening audience. Second, we also want to take a moment to remind you to subscribe to the podcast wherever you may find it. And then if you have any questions or topics you would like us to address, please contact us. The best way to do so is to email info at pharmacyquality.com. Let us know what is on your mind and what we can address so that you are fully informed. 
Our goal is to continuously improve our podcast content and to provide meaningful information to our listeners based on current topics in healthcare, technology, and quality measurement. We want to help you become as effective as possible in how you care for patients and improve public health outcomes. So until next time, we wish you well.